Welcome to another episode of FPL by Dummies with your host Josh, Cam and Tom. The three of us are going to be again having a look at game week seven. I mean, it's, it seems to be flying by. Is it game week six or is it game week seven, boys? I've completely forgotten. Game week seven, okay, unfortunately. Game week seven. Right, okay. Well, actually, I've had a decent week this week. Um, so we're going to be celebrating that. And we're going to be celebrating the uh, end of podcast predictions at Summer Bank. And we're going to be discussing other not important things as well in this podcast. I don't think so... we even have to debate what Josh's silver lining is this week. <laughs> well, you say that, but there's a, there's a couple of things to definitely touch upon. Um, but yeah, so I've, I've, I've already touched upon it. I'm, I'm reasonably happy. Uh, I've seen a green arrow for the first time, I think, about. <laughs> Well, since game week one, I think um, it's just been. If you could fall from the bottom rank, it's that. That's how it's felt. Um, but how are you doing, Tom? Um, shit. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. Just, just shit. It's just been a shit week. It's shit week for everyone. You guys did well. I did terrible. Uh, I didn't even do terrible. Just actually, no. Everyone played really well. It's just the players that needed to come on to make it a good week didn't come on or play. So. It was terrible. Yeah, it was really shit. So Son didn't do anything. Everything went wrong. Everything that makes you happy happened. I mean, which made to be me fair, really happy. You say you say I did well. I got 59 points and I thought, "Oh, that must be good." But as seems to be the theme with this with this season so far, as I got the average was the average was like 52, 51. I was just like, "Cool. So I'm 7 points above the average despite having one of my best weeks yet." <laughs> um, I don't know about you, Cab. Oh no! I was given the circumstances. I was pretty happy. Um, I've had last week. I was severely under the average, so to be over it by about ten points or so this week, yeah, can't really complain. There's a couple of um, bigger players I hope to return, but yeah, I got a captain pick right for once, um, and a few defensive returns. So yeah, I can't complain really. Yeah, I mean, I, I did obviously go with the captain De Bruyne. Um, and he actually so did something. He actually did something, and I actually wasn't punished too badly. Um, Kane would have returned the same amount of points, obviously six, and Salah would have got me a cheeky two more. But... The more frustrating thing is the assist. The, the what it was is an assist. He literally passed it to outside mm. the box to Kyle Walker, who absolutely hit one from no position. He should be hitting one from. De Bruyne just knows people's like best like angles and where they like to take shots from that's the only place that Kyle Walker does ever score a shot from <sighs> if he watches goals so I think God. De Bruyne just knew that teed it up on his foot as he always does and bang it's in there I think, uh, I think it's a very like. deserved um, assist in my opinion but who, who were your captain picks again so Cam you went with Salah didn't you yeah I backed my boy at home yeah and was he your highest scoring player no I mean he was the highest scoring of the people I was considering captaining so um, I'll take it. My highest scoring was Callum Wilson, but um, I did. I thought that was going to be about a one-all draw, and I thought Wilson would score. So I was like, I'm happy to go with some. Like I, I thought Salah basically at the highest ceiling was my my thought process. But like too, that Callum Wilson does sound like a pretty obvious triple captain there, Cam. So yeah, it was an oversight on my part. To be fair, I have I've already <laughs> dropped the ball there, but. <laughs> And Tom, just to, uh, who did you just, captain, just out of interest? I don't, I captained, I don't know. Captain uh, Captain Son. Who, sorry? Son, mate. I captain Son. I captain Son. Oh, and, uh, yeah. Son. Blank, 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 yeah, 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 Song, you know. You oh, know, you mean the guy who takes one shot a game? Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, you're, yeah, that one. The one that's, oh, yeah. you know. How did that go in the last? It, it, it really well, actually. Yeah, really well. Um, you know, the guy that got 24 points in game week two. Yeah, 18 yeah, yeah, points in game week four. Oh, yeah, I recognise the guy. 13, yep. 13. 
points in last week. Week five. Uh-huh. Yeah. Eleven points last week when I decided to uh, captain Kane instead. And oh yes. Then, yeah, he, and, and then he blanked. So. Oh, that's unfortunate. I think that's all sums up why I've not had a very good week, really. Yeah. Yeah, not very good. Not very happy, to be honest. It's funny, though, Josh, because you're, I mean, we know why, but you're hammering Tom for captaining Son. But it's like the complete opposite of the Timo Werner situation. Like, this is the one time he blanks versus the one time Werner scores. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Oh, Oh, dear. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we touched on it earlier. It is definitely my silver lining. Um, I was above average, which is great, uh, but I haven't really climbed up. I've climbed up 300,000 spaces, which sounds great, but it's got nothing to my rank. <laughs> no, it's, really, it's really annoying that's your silver lining. So I was coming into this, like, I had a really shit week. I can't wait to hear what Josh's silver lining is. And that's your silver lining, which is not a silver lining. It's not at all. The fact that Son didn't do anything is not a silver lining for me. <laughs> it's absolutely, I didn't realise that 59% of people own him. 59% of people have don't listen to this podcast, apparently, and my advice. <laughs> Fool, fools. But yeah, should we have... Um... And, 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 a thir- and a third of this podcast also doesn't listen to... Uh, well, sorry, two-thirds of this podcast doesn't listen to your, your advice either. I know, it's, it's unbelievable. Um, um, I'm surprised. But uh, should we have a look at the uh, dream team that he's not in? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's the week for the Just... differential, really, isn't it? There's only, uh, I think, two players in there that would be popular ownership being Grealish and Vardy and even Vardy yeah. is still very much a differential so we've got Leno on seven no one's really backing an Arsenal defender well I mean Ooh. half of this but half of the squad hold up is defence mm. half of the squad is defence in this team of the week which just shows I think I saw on the FPL official Twitter feed that like there was about 10 to 12 defensive returns this week of over like nine or ten points which was ridiculous, um, and that's shown in the team of the week. We've got 15, 15, 15, 14, and 12 from the defensive line. And then, uh, yeah, Ward-Prowse, Tiedemann's, Grealish, and Ziyech. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, bigger the back is uh, back with um, players I've never heard of, Ola Aina. Yeah, uh, bigger the back, definitely in full flow. And then Orion Aitnouri. Yeah, that he's uh, you know, uh, bigger he's the one, back, he's, back in flow. He's the one that ruined my uh, Romain Says week, as it, ah, I think yes. it ruined uh, pretty much everyone's Wolves Romain Says pick. So, yeah, I did tell you yeah. boys, I did he's, tell you, don't get Romain. He Says is again. the world's worst bloke now. Ain't nor is my new enemy, I think. <laughs> enemy number one for Tom Med. Yeah, he's yeah. I quite like this guy. I've, I didn't see, I haven't seen Wolves play, so I don't know how how this guy played. But you know, he's got himself a goal. So you can't be playing that bad. Um, I'm interested in Grealish. That's the guy I'm watching at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, four goals, five assists in seven. Well, in six matches, of course, because they've started one. So that's pretty much 1.5 returns per game. Um, that's pretty impressive. Uh, yeah, and the way the way he got it like, this week as well, was it a 92nd minute goal and then a 94th minute assist? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, sometimes there's just those moments where you need him to turn up late on. That's right. And he, he did. And he did. That's very kind of him. Um, but he's definitely he was on um he was on my marry list um in the in the week that we didn't record when we were when we were uh, having a run through of the podcast. So I just think he's gonna be there for a long time. For his value, I just still think he's he's great. Um, I definitely have him in, and then nine through to fifteen, he's just got absolutely great fixtures. So, 
that kind of the but player that I've pulled out. He's um he's the type of player that even if you look at the fixtures and you don't think Villa are going to pick a win up, you can say I think Grealish might score mm. or provide an assist. Like last year, we saw them away against Man United and did they? End, I think they ended up drawing, didn't they? Two all or something like that. But he turns up and scores an absolute worldie at Old Trafford, and he's just yeah, he's got that in his locker, really, doesn't he? So yeah, absolutely. But as he said as well, Walker getting a goal. Zuma, Zuma what are you doing? <laughs> why? Why have you scored three goals this season? Why? Why? You what making... did you see? Have you seen the replay? He's not actually looking. Like he just closes <laughs> his eyes and the ball hits his head and goes in. Like, it looks like when you look at like it in normal time, it's a bullet header. But when they slow it down in slow mo and show it from a different angle, he just like closes his eyes and hopes for the best. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm a big fan of it. To Excellent. be honest, actually, him scoring it's kind of him because he's going to draw a load of people in, and that's going to be his three goals for the season done there. So mm. um, I like it when a when a centre back who doesn't normally score goes and scores a couple of goals um, to draw in uh, to draw in the casual. Um, and then there's Bellerin as well, who we're actually going to touch on later. Um, so the team reviews. Interestingly, though, sorry, Zuma is the most transferred in player this week. Well, is what? Sorry, Zuma on the back of what Josh was saying about drawing in the casual is the most transferred in player with three hundred thousand transfers. In. Watch, <laughs> watch that drop drastically when you <laughs> listen to this podcast. I, I love the fact he's also he's also currently joint top Chelsea scorer in the Premier League this year. <laughs> just just joint with uh, Timo Werner and uh, Jorginho with the other the other classic. To be fair, he's probably outscoring most people in the Premier League. There's not many, people, you know, three goals isn't bad going after after seven games. Yeah, not been, or six. Games not been, not been many. <laughs> there's, there's not been many goals in this this season's Prem, has there? It's been a pretty, pretty, uh, pretty dry. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I was. You know, uh, yeah, yeah, Aston yeah. Villa didn't put seven Getting past uh, Liverpool. Spurs didn't score six. Um, but yeah, there's there's definitely be a concentration of who's scoring them. I would say at least. I think Zoom would probably be quite high up. Um, the teams that we wanted to have a look at, based based off this week, um, Tom, you've, you've obviously gone with Leicester, um, with Tiedemans and Barley both making appearances in that dream too. Yeah, they're both um, uh, they're both on the team of the week. Uh, sorry, my team that I was looking at this week. I watched them yesterday against Leeds, and I thought actually Leeds for most of the second half looked probably the better side until one James Madison got back on the pitch and then I thought James Madison held that held that game quite well and I thought he made the difference really and I think Leicester looked quite good I think once Madison's back to full fitness they have a quite a strong team there um Vardy's obviously just popping up and scoring goals I think he got two assists last night actually in the goal um what's interesting is is that under as well under they've signed um I don't know where from they got him on loan um he looked Roma. really interesting last night Roma is it yeah on loan that's okay that's a weird one um, but no, he looked really good, and I think they looked, they played really well yesterday. Um, I thought Leeds were unlucky to concede four because I don't think Leicester really looked like scoring four goals. Um, but as soon as I think James Madison came on the pitch, he controlled that midfield really well, um, and he could be an interesting one to get in in a few well in a couple of weeks' time potentially. Um, yeah, Vardy's obviously going to score goals, and but I'm not sure about Tillemans being on there. I think um, we well, got one goal from yeah, only when you should take them. Yeah, and they wouldn't usually. Know. Yeah, I think actually the the interesting thing that I would note is that the other team that they obviously scored a lot of goals against was Man City, um, and the problem that we had last night, I say we being a Leeds fan, um, is that <laughs> they broke very quickly. 
especially when Under came on. Yeah. But like Vardy and Barnes were happy to break, and that was counter. They weren't really. There was periods where they had pressure, but they weren't really like sort of causing a, a lot of problems um, across the game. It was really when they broke away, and it's not unsurprising to me that the other team with a very high press, Man City, were exactly the other team that they got five against. Um, yeah, I think. And the score. I think if yeah. you look at the fixtures and you see any teams that sort of you think are going to play a high press, um, then you potentially could get. Um, some sort of points out of that when other people are going to be looking away. So I'm just looking at teams like... With Liverpool in two yeah. weeks' time, which could be incredibly high-pressing team, and obviously usually it works out quite well for them. But at the moment, this season, I think they've conceded the most goals in the Prem this year. So, um, you know, for a weird one, we usually go, oh, you know, quite short at the back. The Liverpool game in two weeks' time, which you could see Leicester scoring quite a few yeah, goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think actually Wolves is a harder game. And then you've got Liverpool, Fulham, yeah. who are obviously crap anyway. Sheffield United, who actually haven't conceded quite many well goals, at the back, to be fair to them. But just but, getting that one or two But then Brighton goal. again. I don't, am I, would you agree that I would say Brighton's got a high-press team these days? Or, yeah, like, yeah. I, I just think... Potter's changing and, le- and, and leaking a lot of goals. I just think you have to look at the way that Leicester are playing and think, actually, I really like Vardy for the fact that he's just going to get in behind some of these upcoming fixtures where other people are going to be saying, oh, that's quite a hard fixture. They're playing quite well. But the way Leicester plays oh. specifically counters other teams, whereas obviously Leeds didn't have so much of an issue with, with uh, um, teams that we've played so far. Well, yeah, well, my, my my interesting thought for this is, and I will more than likely change my mind in a couple of weeks' time, but um, obviously I've got Kane up front at the moment, and I'm actually thinking about getting Vardy in after the West Brom, Spurs-West Brom this weekend. And then I'm thinking about getting, because Spurs have then got Man City, and they also have Chelsea. And whereas Leicester have got the Liverpool game, which obviously could be absolutely stupid, but then they've got Fulham straight afterwards. So I think, you know, a quick swap to Jamie Vardy could be quite an interesting... Interesting shout there. Three points yeah. a million. <laughs> yeah, to be oh yeah, to be fair, I've got nothing to lose at the moment, so I may as well. An interesting Jamie Vardy stat is he's yet to blank in an away match this season, averaging twelve point three points per match on the road, and that was before his fourteen last night. So then I will be getting him for him <laughs> at Anfield. That's quite impressive, isn't it? Um, yeah, he hasn't has he scored at home yet though. I don't think he's scored at home. He's, all of his goals have come away. I think. Um, Did. I'm sure. I thought he got two from the penalty spot, didn't he? No, he scored them yeah, all he away. Got West Brom, <laughs> yes, Man I'm City, looking through now. Arsenal and Leeds all away from home. He was injured, to be fair, for the Aston yeah. Villa game, so he didn't play. So he's only actually had two home matches in seven in seven games or six games. Yeah. So captain, captain and hat trick versus Liverpool <laughs> is then. There you go. There's an early tip. Oh, that, that, you joke, but he actually does have a good scoring record against Liverpool, so it's not too far fetched. Especially when you go, heard it, heard it here first. Probably not, but <laughs> well, we predict it in advance if it does happen. So we'll take all the acclaim should it come our way. Um, Cam, Southampton. Yeah, um, I think they're quite an interesting team. Obviously, they've they've been middle of the road, I guess, this season. They've picked up some wins, some losses, scored goals along the way, but um, I think they've got good potential for returns throughout the spine of their team. So um, we'll come on to it later. It was a close call between who my married pick for this week was, but um, in contention was Alex McCarthy because I'm planning to just have him and another keeper in my team for the whole season. I've not changed them. Um, then I know quite a few people have Walker Peters at 4.5. He's a good attacking fullback. Um, as we saw this week, Ward Prowse's deliveries and set pieces are ridiculous, so he's always a threat from there. 
and then um, Ings has gone out injured this week, but Che Adams has managed to pick up the batting in recent weeks and is scoring some goals and got an assist last week. But um, yeah, I just think that Harlson Hughes has got them playing really well. Um, ever since that 9-0 against Leicester last year, they've just been a different team. Um, and he's picked up where he left off last year in the beginning of this season. So I just think they've got options throughout their team at decent price points as well. Um, Ings is the only one who really kind of is got any sort of expense. Everyone else is about six million and under. So yeah, I think they've got some gems in there. Yeah, I, I don't mind it. I think um, I think Southampton. I, I sort of I don't trust having. I ironically do have Walker Peters and, and McCarthy for kind of the reason that they did have reasonably easy fixtures. And I think when they're kind of at home and got an easy fixture, I kind of did trust them to a degree based on the end of last season. That's why I sort of started with them. But generally, I wouldn't be too wanting. I wouldn't want to have like a double up in the attack. I wouldn't want to have uh, Ward Prowse and Adams or. Uh, Ings and Ward Prowse, or definitely not Adams and Ings, obviously, even if their fixtures were good. I just still don't trust them to that level. I do agree. No, but yeah, I think they've got the point being they've got some good enablers here and mm. there. I mean, Ward Prowse at six million is not quite an enabler, but if you've got two or three premium midfielders and you're looking for someone middle of the road, as we said earlier on, you probably go to Grealish, but if you need a bit more budget elsewhere, then he's not a bad option. And Adams, I think, if I had to choose between him and Ings, I would go for him because he's two and a half million cheaper. Um, And, I mean, he's obviously fit at the moment, but he's not too far behind in the returns. And, yeah, you're saving yourself two and a half mils. Yeah, whether he can fight his way into that forward contention when you have got Kane, Vardy, um, and then also the cheap options of Bamford, Watkins, Calvert-Lewin. I think it's tough to... Well, obviously, uh, Antonio, when he's fit, Wilson also now pushing, Jimenez even. There's a lot of options. I'm not sure I would want Adams personally. No, but I agree with Cam with, uh, with obviously the, the price of some of the players there, especially in the defence and obviously McCarthy mm. and goal. We've got some good players there who, you know, you don't need to start them every week, uh, but they can sit on your bench happily at 4.5 million. You know, you're not going to feel too aggrieved by putting a 4.5 million defender on the bench, yeah, I don't think. I agree. So the team I wanted to mention was Arsenal. Um, I watched them on the weekend, and I was pretty impressed, to be honest. Defensively, I haven't watched them too much this season, but my my brother is uh, an Arsenal fan, and he was saying that they've been pretty good defensively. He was a bit worried that they've killed the creativity, but they have been pretty good defensively. And I was actually looking at their sort of defensive record to have a kind of say, is is he right? And actually... They haven't kept many clean sheets, but they haven't been far off. So they kept a clean sheet against Fulham. Um, They only conceded one to Leicester, one to Man City, one to Sheffield United. Yes, three against uh, Liverpool, but then one to West Ham. Uh, Kept the clean sheet, as I say, against Fulham, and now a clean sheet at Man United. They're not conceding many. They're a lot more solid. And Gabriel is a really good centre-back. Holding's looking pretty decent. And Partey is an absolute unbelievable signing. Um, or Partey, however you pronounce his name. Um, he was he was fantastic. And he was just passing all over the place. Unbelievable passer. And just breaking up play really, really nicely. Like, he was exactly the, the player that Arsenal needed. So, I think just actually, it's a bit of a weird one. But watching Arsenal defensively could be 
uh, worth doing because I don't think many people are thinking about it because they haven't kept many clean sheets. They've only kept two. But they are looking really solid. It's similar kind of, not that it's the same level, but it's a similar ringing to when Liverpool last season didn't keep a clean sheet for like eight or nine game weeks. I'm not sure how long it took me to drop Trent until they went on their like 10 clean sheet run in a row. But it's similar ringings of them being just good at the back and that the clean sheets will come. And then I think over time, the attacking assets may start to make a return. They did look more creative, but they're, they're, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't touch anything um, offensively just yet. But I think defensively, it's an interesting conversation. Yeah, they definitely, yeah. they definitely are more solid. And I think that's just the style of play that Arteta's brought to the team. But um, looking at their fixtures for the next month, They've got Villa at home, Leeds away, Wolves at home, Spurs away. And I do think that you're right. They're not conceding buckets of those goals and they've got promise, but I can see them conceding at least one in each of those games. So it then falls to, well, are you getting a defender in who's got attacking potential like your Bellerins or whatever? But um, yeah, I wouldn't be hopping on them anytime soon. Um, but then they do have a favourable run after that. So they've got Burnley, Southampton... And then a couple more difficult games, but then West Brom, Palace, Newcastle. So, yeah, maybe one for the future. They are, they are rotation friendly though. They are they're not expensive. Mm. They're not they're not your six mil. You know, Luca Dean is six mil. Trent mm. and Robertson are seven mil. Uh, Bellerin is five. So, and to be and to be fair, they were by God they are boring going forward as well. Christ, that game was so boring. I thought the game was so boring but, on the weekend. The Arsenal, the Arsenal game. game. The Arsenal United game. Uh, yeah, it was. I think we struggled to create. Uh, I think Arsenal struggled to create chances. Um, but I, I was, I was slightly. I, I felt like, as I say, Partey just changed up, and I do think Man United are almost playing to not lose to a degree. So it's mm. uh, it's a it's a tough it's a tough one. But I, I kind of I I think personally that Arsenal assets could be worth watching at the back because you also, as I say, they're, they're cheap enough to rotate them. And yeah. it kind of follows on nicely. Uh, well, actually, it doesn't quite... Uh, to our Snogmurray avoid section. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can go straight into... We could, uh, we could, into we, should we just cover it off? Sure. So we'll just cover off the Mary. I am actually going to say Bellerin. Um, the reason is, is he's already got a couple of assists this season. He's got three assists this season. Um, he's playing... He's playing pretty far up the pitch, and I like him for five million. I don't think you get many other options at that price. And as I say, like you can rotate him if you want at that price. You don't feel too bad about having a five million defender on your bench when they've got particularly hard fixtures. So I think Aston Villa at home, you can you can play him. Um, I think Leeds away, we have struggled against we have struggled against defensive outfits. So. Wolves was our worst game and they were really strong defensively. Leicester, really strong defensively. Um, we, uh, the, when they're sort of happy to sit back and, you know, hit you on the counter a bit, I do actually think that those teams have caused us a little bit of problem and I think that Arsenal are quite happy to sit back. Um, so I don't actually think Leeds is that bad. But that's basically why I, I'm wanting to marry Bellerin. Um, I think for his value that you're not going to get many other um, that are going to be in a stronger defence as Arsenal. Well, and also his stunning fashion sense. I would want to marry him too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, he's definitely got Movember already covered off, hasn't he? <laughs> yeah, so... Well, it kind of segues into my, Mary, from my team review. Um, I said that the, it was a toss-up between these two, um, and I've just gone for Emmy Martinez because of his much more favourable fixed run. I mean, he's just got a lot of green in the next seven or eight weeks. Um, and, yeah, I'm planning to just set and forget him and McCarthy and then each week look at who's got the better fixture or form, and that's going to be my keeper for that week. But he's proven that he's a good shot stopper. Uh, Villa are much more defensively sound this year. Um, so I think it's just easier. They're both at a good price point. It's easier to just leave them in my team. They've enabled me to free up some funds elsewhere. Um, so, yeah, for that reason, I'm going to marry Emmy Martinez for the rest of the season. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd love to... Um... I'd love to do what you're doing, which is the rotation. But the, the experience I've had on rotation is I get it wrong 99% of the time. And it just causes me pain <laughs> and hurt. And I just end up... Well, I've got it wrong the past two go. weeks. Welcome, but... <laughs> welcome to Little Hoffman. Whenever I have a rotation risk or a rotation decision, I tend to get rid of the rotation decision rather than try and get it right each week. Um, there was I remember sort of at the start of last season when I had Tarkovsky on the bench or when he sort of like scored like two goals or something, and it was definitely it had like an eighteen point week and a and a fifteen point week, and I had him benched both those times, and then I had him playing for like four weeks where he went one one two. It was just like I just can't deal with this anymore. You're just going. I don't want you. Get out of there. Oh. Um, that sounds uh, sounds quite similar to when I had uh, Ollie Watkins <laughs> on the bench as third sub when he scored a hat trick this this year. So uh... yeah, you've got chill well, Tom, for your marry. Yeah, so I've actually taken your snog from last week and I've decided to stick him in my team and keep him there forever. So you've taken um, Josh's maybe... sloppy seconds from his night so I've taken... <laughs> And I have decided taken to wipe him away him. from And I've, yeah, he is, he's been, he's been wifed. He's, uh, yeah, I am, I have got him in and he is now my official uh, Alexander Trent replacement. Um, I don't think... Liverpool look as good this year. As I said a bit earlier, I think that they've conceded the most goals this season. Um, I don't know what's going on at the moment. And for, well, he's now 5.8. He was 5.5. But so what, for 1.7 mil cheaper than what Trent is, I think he's doing really well. Since he's started, obviously he didn't start the first few games. He's now three uh, three clean sheets in the last four. He also got two assists in the first game. Um, but I think that Chelsea team, especially how they play on the weekend, they're looking better and better. And it's only a matter of time till I think he gets involved a little bit with the uh, the goal scoring. It's not goal scoring, um, providing some assists for that Chelsea team. I think they're looking more a better, better outfit. Chelsea, they look really pretty solid at the back and going forward, they look very, very strong. Yeah, they made me eat my so, yeah. words last week. I categorically said that I wouldn't consider any Chelsea defensive options, but um, I mean it was only Burnley, and they've definitely not started yeah. the season very well. But um, well, I think. Well, you know, they had played West Brom and managed to concede three away from home. So, yeah, um, yeah, they definitely seem to be going in the right direction anyway. No, definitely. Yeah, to be fair, the Burnley team they played, I think Burnley have only, <laughs> Burnley have only scored one goal from open play this season. So it wasn't like they were really tested. But, uh, you know, I think I think they're going to get better. And I think, uh, yeah, they've, they've, they've seemed to have settling, settling quite well. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go straight then into my snog because it transfers quite nicely into where, where I'm going with that as well. So I'll put um, a couple of week, a couple of week flutter, and I think this one is. So 
I'm really annoyed myself for the last couple of snogs because I said, oh, I'll get regular on in and uh, didn't get regular on into my own team. And uh, he's got two assists in the last three game weeks. And then I said um, last week, get Ings in, get Danny Ings in. And uh, again, I uh, didn't get him into my team. And uh, once again, he's, uh, he's he's done stuff. So this week, I think I actually get my player in. I'm going for uh, Zayic. And I think it's a risky one because obviously he's only started the last two games for Chelsea. Wasn't fit when he first... Sorry, wasn't fit when he first joined. Um, it's been on. I think he just got broken team obviously last week in the Champions League. Played his first game last weekend. But what was interesting from Big Big Frank's um, uh, post match interview was he said that he's been trying quite a lot of different formations, and he sees that this formation is where he's going to sit quite nicely. And it seems to be working. Obviously, last few games, beat Marseille, obviously Burnley on the weekend. It'll be seen obviously how they play the Champions League this week. But the playing Zayic on that right wing, and obviously he got a golden assist on the weekend. Um, he looked really good, and I think again going back to what I said about Chilwell, I think they're going to be a good side, and I think Zayic will play quite a big part of that. I can't disagree. I was um, away for the weekend, so I didn't get to see many of the highlights. So I'll take your word that he played well. For some odd reason, when we're talking about Chilwell having turned from a snog to Mario, it's making me think of the Wolf of Wall Street scene with the with the woman in the in the um, in the lift. The receptionist who slept with everyone at the office and then um, married one of them. <laughs> don't know why, but uh, also I'm the. It just came into my head. I don't think I'm thinking the same with Zayic, though. I agree that like Zayic is sort of that. He's definitely a punt. He feels like that snog. That that snog oh, that you really don't think you should snog, but you're kind of a bit drunk and you think you know what? Oh, one, you know the lights. Once are off, again, you know, they they look all right. Um, oh, hundred percent. As I mentioned earlier, I've got literally nothing to lose now, so. I will be getting rid of James Rodriguez this weekend and I will be getting anxiety and it will go wrong and James Rodriguez will more than likely assist in support one. Um, mm, um, probably, <laughs> probably, probably not. <laughs> I mean, the fact that really you've like, about four times tells us all we need to know. Yeah, am I really that confident in my picks? No. Do I really know what I'm talking about? No. So yeah, no, I'm not going to do that. No, no. I'm more than likely going to pick Sonny's probably going to blank again. So. <laughs> um, Cam, are you going to uh, Captain Ward-Prowse then? No, and to be honest, I probably won't get him in either. But this is this is one for the, <laughs> this is one for the masses. Um, that, as I said earlier on, he takes all of Southampton's set plays, and we know he's got a wicked delivery on him and two free kicks. Um, just sunk into the top corner and then the corner that he took for Vestergaard's goal. Um, so obviously that was just a big flurry. He's not every week going to get two goals and assist from his set plays. But um, people people were considering a couple of weeks ago whether or not to get someone in who purely just takes penalties, so your clips, your Jorginho's and stuff. Um, and I think Ward-Prowse, why not? Um, and again, they've got a favourable run of fixtures coming up. So... Yeah, I, I don't see why not for a couple of weeks. Um, it is a bit of a punt, but as I said, he's a decent price point if you've got one of those sorts of midfielders. So I've got John McGinn, so if I was going to get him in, I would probably take him out for John McGinn. And I think for the extra point four, he does offer a, a bigger potential return than John McGinn does. So The problem with this section is I can't really disagree with anybody if it's just like a punt section. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I mean, enjoy your punt. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy my punt elsewhere. Um uh, yeah, I think it's fair enough. Um, I 
I personally think if you look at his trends over the seasons, you know, he's he got five goals and four assists last season. I don't know if he's consistent enough for me. I don't think he sort of gets in the positions to score enough, personally. But, yeah, I mean, it's not it's not a bad... I don't think it's a bad punt, to be honest. Thanks, man. What's your... Uh, what's your oh, well, you know, the lights are off again. Um, I've had a few tequilas, and I'm fancying Callum Wilson. Beautiful man. What a beautiful man. Why? <laughs> um, I think it's... Uh, to give a shout out, to give a shout out to a far bigger podcast than us, um, who got the assist, um, they had a long, long article at the start of the season called Talisman Theory, which is where basically that you can captain and pick certain players that are considered talismans for their team. So, some example would be a Bamiang for Arsenal. Um, you've got uh, well, Antonio's probably established as what himself as West Ham when when they're playing. Um, and then there's a couple, uh, Ings is a great example at Southampton and Vardy at Leicester. And these players, Ing, uh, Jimenez at Wolves, uh, the list goes on, is these players are sort of are known for being involved in a large percentage of goals scored by their team. Uh, therefore, sort of, it almost doesn't matter what goes on in the fixture, but if they're sort of in reasonable form and they're scoring, then that player tends to be involved. Wilson, I think, has just become that guy for Newcastle. They they were really struggling. Um, I think he's now I think he's now scored like as many goals as any Newcastle player scored last season, or something ridiculous. Um, I'm thinking about it now, and I actually think that might be true. But he's just he's just their their man. They're going to get the goals through and even the assists through. So I just think that with the fixtures coming up, Southampton away, yes, so we just discussed about bringing McCarthy um for the for the season. I don't think Southampton are that secure defensively. Uh Chelsea again, we've just said bringing their defenders. <laughs> um I don't think that that well, I again, I don't think they're necessarily proven defensively yet. I still don't trust them. And then you've got Aston Villa, uh, Crystal Palace, Aston Villa, West Brom. Leeds who aren't that great defensively, uh, Fulham. I just, I just like him because not many people own him. He's pretty cheap, and I just think he's a he's a differential pick that could get some goals from those fixtures. Um, do I think he's going to go off? I don't think he's going to go off, but I think for his value, he's going to provide um, some decent returns. I just think that's quite disrespectful that you've labelled him as the talisman when Lord Go Linton plays for. Newcastle. That's very true. But- and actually, the Dark Lord himself, Shelby. Oh, uh, that's, he's rise again. I'm slightly worried he might come visit me at night now. Um, I think that'd be probably, actually, <laughs> if we were to do a list of the most scary player to open your eyes and see in the corner of your room, I think John Joe Shelby in a hood would probably be top. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, well, yeah, well, I really like this theory. Um, I think it's really good. Um, I think it's a really good theory, actually. I just um, my avoid for this week is um, <laughs> Callum Wilson. Um, <laughs> the guy just scored two I, goals at home. Why are you saying yeah, to avoid yeah. it? Com- yeah, I completely, uh, completely get behind that. I um, completely think uh, it, it's Callum Wilson and it's Newcastle. <laughs> it's a fluke, hundred percent. It's a fluke. It's a fluke. Take my word for it. Take my word for it. It's a fluke. No, I just I get what you mean with the talisman theory. I just can't see Newcastle who haven't scored that many goals this season, and I'm not comparing them to, obviously, you know, Burnley, but um, they aren't going to score as many goals as other teams 
who have the similar priced range strikers. My go-to I'm going to go with is Bamford at the moment, who's obviously outscoring him. And Leeds are scoring a lot more goals and they look a lot more attacking. And I'd rather have someone in like Patrick Bamford than Callum Wilson. Obviously outscoring um, Yeah. They're both on six goals. Then, is he not? <laughs> oh, I was just about then, to then, say you know, Bamford had an explosive you know what, one couple second? of weeks. Let me, just, uh, let me just <laughs> let me just let me just change my marry to Callum Wilson, and um, yeah, we can we can start again. What I said was Callum Wilson is definitely the sure I think going for this season, and uh, you have him all. I think Leeds, I think Leeds have scored goals. twelve goals, no, anyway. and um, Newcastle have scored ten. Newcastle, <laughs> 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 Callum Wilson no. has scored six of them. Talisman theory. Anyway, I'm sticking to my guns. I don't think you should Callum Wilson in. I think it's a, a rich vein of thorn, form and I don't think Callum Wilson's gonna do the rest of the season. I don't think he's gonna do it for the rest of the season. You know what? I think he's gonna fight next yeah, week. He's going next weekend, this weekend. Southampton away. <laughs> Shit, he's probably gonna score. <laughs> anyway, my avoid for this week is Callum Wilson, people, everyone. People just throwing <laughs> triple cannons. No reason. No, no reasons. No no reasons at all. It's just Callum Wilson. Yeah, just at this point, at this point, am I triple captain Callum Wilson this week? <laughs> anyway, moving on quickly. Cam, how about you, mate? Yeah, my avoid for this week, um, it's becoming a running theme, is another defender, is Patrick Van Arnholt. Um, obviously, he's Palace's established left-back and Mitchell at 4 million was a great deputy while he was out injured, but um, he's come back in. But... Um, yeah, I don't know. I just can't see Palace keeping too many clean sheets. Um, and, you know, he does have the potential for attacking returns, but at 5.5 or 5.4, I think he is now, um, I just think there are better and cheaper options. Um, the only reason I had the Palace defender was because he was 4 million and they keep the odd clean sheet here and there and he's an enabler, but I'm not willing to pay an extra. Well, I personally wouldn't do that sideways move but um yeah i just don't think he's good value for money yeah i completely agree unlike my own one i completely agree with yours it makes sense it just makes sense um thanks boys welcome mate is that the first time we probably all agreed mainly because of the next man coming up um so my avoid um is uh i don't know if i've mentioned this man before uh, but this man is due a number of games to blank, and this is the start of it. This is the start of a long, Don't know what you're dry, on about. Don't know what you're desert spell of no goals from Hyung Min Son. Now, I took a little bit of time to try and just prove why I hate Hyung Min Son so much, despite liking him last season. So, I broke it down by 90, 90 minutes, and I'm, prepared, I'm comparing him to two people. I'm comparing him to Salah who is obviously one that we're, we're all going to keep hold of. But I'm also comparing him to De Bruyne, because De Bruyne is a player who I think people are sleeping on as well. He's almost in my snog kind of... I could pro- I'd probably be tempted to throw him in a kind of marry category. Um, so shots per 90 minutes. Son has had 2.45, Salah has had 4.5, De Bruyne has had 3.5. Inside the box, it's been 1.79 for Son, 3.58 for Salah, 1.41 for De Bruyne. Expected goals, Salah's on 0.82, Son is 0.68, De Bruyne is 0.46. And there is a common theme where his goals are 1.3 versus the 0.68. His 
assists are above his expected assists as well. Um, in general, he's overperforming his statistics in every single area. And the problem with the ex- expected goals for me is I don't think they actually do how overperforming he is justice because of all his like one-on-ones, which the expected goal um, rate will be pretty high because of the way that expected goals works. It's based on the situation over time. I just don't think he's an option that is as good as Salah and De Bruyne. And if you have those two and you want to kind of Kane, who I think is a better option than Son, I think you're really hard pushed to have Salah, De Bruyne, Son and Kane. And out of the two, I'd have Kane. So I would have Salah, De Bruyne and Kane if I were to have three of those four players. That's basically why I think you should avoid him because I just think he's not going to be able to maintain that form. Nah, wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no, no reason why. I think Just, if uh, I say um, Will Snoop's immortal yes. phrase, I think you know what I'm getting at, Josh. I understand. However, I understand that <laughs> people. I, I, I don't get me wrong. He'll probably go. He will get some goals this season. I'm not saying he's going to blank all the time. I just think that people are going to almost get too confident and have him and Kane in their team, and when. Tottenham do have some bad games, which they will, you're going to have two of your most expensive players from there, and they're not as consistent, I don't think, as as Liverpool or Man City. So I wouldn't blame you for having De Bruyne and, and Aguero in your team, or De Bruyne and Jesus when they're, when they're fit, but I would be a bit like, Kane and Son, really? Like, have they done enough yet to prove it? Son's had, you know, 10 shots, won a game. <laughs> well, 2.45 per 90 minutes, to be fair. But I, I just think he's—I just think it's an interesting one that people continue to think that he's going to score with those statistics at the rate of the years. Um, I don't think he's value for money. No, I mean his—he's definitely not going to maintain the sort of stats that he's got going on. But um, I still think he will hit fifteen plus goals this year. Um, so. And yeah, not quite your talisman theory because Kane is Spurs' talisman, but Son is not far behind him in that because he plays so far forward. Um, and with Kane dropping deeper and Son going beyond, he's the one that is through on goal more often than not. So um, I think for 9.5, conversely to you, he is quite a good value. But that is my humble opinion. Uh, I also agree with that as well. And as the person who in this league, sorry, in this little little podcast who also has Kane and Son. Uh, yeah, I uh, agree. I think he's going to do all right. I think they'll both be all right. Yeah, I mean, best of luck to you boys so when you Should we move on to Would You Rather? Have you got some Would You Rather quick fire ones for us, Cam? We shall. So, as we've said before, the, the way this is going to work is I've picked out three 50-50s and Tom and Josh in succession are going to quick fire choose out of those two players so um this week i've tried to be a bit balanced i've gone for forward option midfield option and defense um so the first one if you want to go josh followed by tom kane or vardy oh vardy i love a good split Uh, why so i just think kane is (laughs) ironically uh spurs's talisman I just think that he's just playing so well at the moment. Um, <laughs> I just I just fancy him to continue this form. I mean, eight assists in seven games. 
yes, okay, people are going to say, well, that's a bit stupid because they're all to Son and you're saying that Son's going to stop scoring. I'm like, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> but also he has got six goals himself. He is on penalties. He is starting to get back to his form. I just think he's uh, going to have one of those seasons again. Um, you know, he's. I think he will have a better season than Vardy. The thing is, though, you say that Son's stats are unsustainable and Kane's assist stats are unsustainable. Um, are sustainable. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I, I mean, I yeah, it's, it's, uh, his expected assists are lower um, than his assists, but his expected goals are not much lower than his goals. So... My argument is that Son, no, is, all yeah. his assists have come from Son, and Son's goals are going to dry up there for his assists are. But I think he will maintain his goals. Um, so even if he gets, you know, if his assist yeah. drops to, he's currently one point one five assists per ninety minutes. Um, if that, even if that drops to zero point three for a striker, that's pretty good going. Um, you'll see people like Abreu have like expected assists of like zero point zero five. That's because he doesn't, you know, he's only shooting. Um, so if he can maintain his goal scoring, which the suggestion is that he can, with the number of shots he's having in tar- uh, inside the box and on target, add that in to the little bit of assists. I think he's I think he's a top option. Fair enough, Tom. Why are you going for Vardy? Um, so yeah, I, at the moment I've got Kane in my team, and I think for this fixture, obviously this weekend the West Brom game, obviously I'm going to keep Kane in my team. But I think for the next upcoming fixtures. I think the way Leicester played yesterday, with James Madison coming back from fitness, I think they're going to be a lot more service to Vardy, who I don't think he's getting, he's not been, you know, getting loads of shots. He's got quite a few goals already. But I think he's a little, he's gone a little bit sunny on uh, old Josh's terms. Uh, he's, I think he's got seven goals from like thirteen shots or something. But with the teams they're up, they've got coming up next, and so if we're talking for sort of, you know, if we're talking long term, then I agree with Josh and I go Harry Kane. But in the short term, I think in the next few game weeks, I think I will be changing. For two game weeks for the Liverpool game and for the um, Fulham game, I'll be changing to James Vardy, and I just think that he just well his stats every year is just he just gets goals. Um, I don't know how many goals he's got every season, but it's been re- it's been high in a team which, apart from obviously they won the league, but even that team you wouldn't think they would have done anything. And it's it's not a team where you look at it and go, oh, that's full of absolute superstars. Um, and he still manages to get the amount of goals he gets every year. And I think that, so yeah, I think that he'll, especially in those upcoming fixtures, I think he's going to get some goals, and that's why I will have Jamie Vardy in my team instead of Harry Kane. Well, yeah, I think I'm I'm slightly biased by the setup of my team, but I'm leaning towards going for Vardy on that one as well. I mean, I know it's yeah, not sure, my Cam. place, but just I'd throw my tuppence worth in there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Vardy's been in the Premier League since 2014. And he's managed to score. I think he's in the hundred club now, isn't he? He is in the hundred. Yeah, last year he was in the hundred club, which is very impressive for some for someone who, um, yeah, in six six seven seasons he's managed to just for a man. So, just for a man that that is that much of a joker, he's worth having in your team, really, isn't he? Yeah. Just what what guy? What guy? Anyway, my second one um, is we've kind of touched on it. Oh, Hammers, Ziyech or Hammers. <laughs> now I threw this one in because I thought it was quite an interesting dynamic that Chelsea are on the way up 
and Ziyech just coming into form. We've not seen too much of him. And James, arguably Everton are on the way down. I mean, if we're looking literally at table position, they're on the way down. But he's been out injured and they were, they were due to have a blip. But um, he's still a quality player. So that was why I thought it was good. And they're about the similar price point as well. So that's why I've, I picked them two this week. But Tom, we'll go for you this time. Why have you gone for uh, Ziyech over James? I feel like you've just looked at my team this week and uh, just picked all the players I have currently <laughs> and then who I'm going to change it to. So I currently have Hammers in my team and uh, will be replacing him with Zayich this week, as I said earlier. Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of a punt and I don't know whether it's a good choice or not, but as I said earlier, I've got nothing to lose. Um, he looked really good on the weekend. I think he might have cemented his place in the team, potentially. There will be some rotation risk with him, but when he played on the weekend, I hope John's only watched the extended highlights, but he looked really, really good, played really well. Um, Big Frank has said that he's going to be probably more likely keeping the formation that he's got at the moment. So Pulisic, where he plays down the left-hand side, will more than likely swap more so with, well, Werner played on the left, but that was due to injury, and obviously Abraham and Werner up top more so. So I don't really know, apart from Hudson-Odoi, who will really be in there for Ziyech, and I can't see Hudson-Odoi starting instead of Ziyech. Um, so yeah, that's why he's going to be in my team. Hudson and and Chelsea look good. So uh, Hudson Odoi normally plays on the left anyway. So oh, does yeah. he? Oh, okay. So I think you're right. So I have no idea. I have no idea who's playing on the <laughs> right hand side then, if not him. So maybe Kurt Zoom with the goal scoring record he's on. He's got the pace. Um, if I were uh, taking a punt at Hammers. this point, which actually I think both of them are still, despite um, so what Rodriguez has done, I just like the quality that Rodriguez provides. Um, he's going to be the most creative asset in that Everton uh, team. And I think Ziyech could slightly get drowned out by Werner, Pulisic, Havertz. Um, I, I just think that I like that, again, that that idea that Rodriguez will just be involved in a lot of the goals. And his quality has just been amazing. His passing is, is top-notch. Some of the passes he's made, to uh, even sometimes the passes that haven't become assists, uh, have been the kind of the pass to the assist, the assister of the assister. Uh, I just think he's been excellent so far. I do still think it's a punt because I do think that Everton were overperforming and I think that's started to show a little bit now. Um, so I feel like it's a punt either way, but I was, I'd take the punt on Rodriguez. Fair enough. And uh, the final one is in the defensive line. Zuma. Tyron Mings or Zuma? Tyron Mings. Oh, that's going to be a terrible choice. Isn't I it? think. Don't give a bat to that. Chelsea will keep me up more clean sheets. Zuma. <laughs> does a. I regret my decision. <laughs> does a attacking returns play any No, as I told you, Zuma's done the season he's scored So you, you rely on clean sheets now. <laughs> And Tommy, you are sticking or twisting? Oh, 100% twisting. I don't even know why. <laughs> I, I think I said it literally just to be different. Um, no. It was like, oh yeah, let's just keep it the same. No. Um, Tyrone Ming scored on the weekend. Um, if, okay, that, yeah, you know what, let's back myself. Tyrone Ming scored on the weekend. They've got a really good run of fixtures coming up. Um, although I was saying that Chelsea's going to keep a lot more clean sheets this season and I have Chua in my team, um, I think Tyrone Mings is a really good option. He's very cheap, is he? For God's sake. Uh, <laughs> he's not terrible. Five point two. He's not too bad. He's five point. Yeah, okay, it's not too bad. No, he's he's he's. They've got a really good run of four, fixtures coming. To be fair, um, 
and they have been playing really well. I know the last two games haven't gone particularly well for them. Um, but even in a game like that, although Kurt Zimmer's got quite similar attributes, he can get up there and score a header. I have the unfortunate choice of I've got Ezri Konter in my team at the moment, who does not seem to have that goal-scoring presence that Taro Mings has. Um, so yeah, um, if I was picking, I'd probably pick Kurt Zuma, but on a, on the on the basis of a bit of a bit of mixture, I'll go Tyrone Mings. Well, thank you very much, boys. That concludes uh, my contribution to Would You Rather this week. Which um, thank you. yeah, I think as we come to a close, brings us on to the eternal well, yes, turmoil of captain picks. So um, yeah, so um, a slight yes. new section that we've uh, decided to come up with. So Cam said last week that we've got. Um, Basically, there's an article a few just for the towards the start of the season about whether you should just set and forget Salah as captain, and we basically have decided to uh, go through the year, you know, pick our captains and see how well we do performing against Salah as captain every week. So, Cam, so um, you're doing the yeah. best out. How's of it us? going, guys? Um, and oh, so, to give you to give an idea, Salah is on currently on 116 points. Have you captained him every week? So that's obviously his, his points times two. Uh, Cam is leading us <laughs> with minus 36 on that with 80 80 points <laughs> and then me and tom are wallowing um i managed to overtake tom with a de bruyne captaincy pick um oh it's dismal unsurprisingly and i'm minus 54 so i'm on 62 points and uh and, and uh yeah i'm on 60 points i'm almost <laughs> half the score if I just pick Salah every week, I think I think to put it in a good perspective, if I had sixty more points, I'd be looking at yeah. I'm not, I don't even know actually. 10. Oh, it's going to be horrible, isn't it? The thing is, you're looking at sort of yeah. I'm going up so many, so I'm going up so many, so many ranks. It's ridiculous. Well, it is. It is skewed by his first week return, which obviously is not an excuse because you you still can could and should have the wherewithal to captain him, but. He did get a hat trick in the first week, which is twenty points, which massively skews the data. But um, yeah, not doing too bad. Ba- Thirty six points. But basically, this segment is just to really put prove the point that we know absolutely shit all about football. And this is yeah, FPL uh, by dummies. Definitely a case dummies. for Salah just being. <laughs> if 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 you're listening to our captain picks, are about to come. Probably just ignore it and captain Salah in the knowledge that he will score more points, even. Well, I was just about to say, on, on the back of that, no. I'm even <laughs> Salah this week. No. <laughs> and as a Liverpool fan, I myself am not captain Salah this week. So, Josh, I think you're going, is it? That's it. If I could, if, that, unfortunately, I haven't been able to work him in, into my squad. But um, had I, I love that West Brom away fixture. Um, but unfortunately, I've got to captain the far more consistent and far more likely to score Harry Kane. Um, so that's going to be my pick this week. Tom, what about you? And I can see you're flip-flopping. But... I am really flip-flopping between Son and Kane, but only on the point that I, I captain Son last week. And I know when I down, now captain Kane, he will now blank and Son will score a hat-trick. So I'm tempted just to stick with Son just for my Based own on... personal happiness. Based on that when Son I'd does blank, then also, I'm like, okay, fair enough. Yeah, that's fine. So that Kane can continue to score whilst he's my captain. I. <laughs> yeah, and it'll Cam, be decided. I'll, I'll let also... you know next week. Oh, you've gone Son. Yeah, I'm. I'm. 
as you said, the West Brom away fixture is very appetising. So, where's my only Spurs asset? I'm going to go for Son. And to be fair, I think even if I had... No, that's a lie. If I had Kane, I'd probably go for Kane. But, um, yeah, looking at the fixtures this week, I think the West Brom stands out with Liverpool and City playing each other. Um, the other option would be Pulisic, but he's got a flag on him, so I'm not going to captain him because he could well play in the game but he might come off the bench for one point and that would just be so tilting if he got one point and two for a captain when I could go for someone who's guaranteed to play so yeah Son's got the armband and Pulisic's vice in the event the crazy event that Son doesn't play and Pulisic does and scores Fair enough so in summary um, there's going to be another two points from Cam and Tom next week um, I'll probably get five uh, as, as as Kane gets a lonely assist um, and Salah will probably score a hat-trick against Man City for Lucas Moore a hat-trick and it's yeah, yeah. so uh, if you want any advice Almost from guaranteed. this podcast it's uh, Captain Salah despite our our best intentions um, and you'll be you'll be uh, rising up the ranks next week so I think we've rambled on for quite a long time there boys haven't we it's been a, it's been a good old episode um but I think we'll round it off there. So where to find us? Uh, we are on Twitter. Uh, so we do have an account, FPL by Dummies, and we have started posting there a little bit. So if you want to kind of get the joint thoughts of us uh, on in the Twitter sphere and, and see what we're thinking uh, outside of the podcast, then, then please do give us a follow. Thank you if you've managed to make it through the full hour uh, that we've done this time. But we will be back next week, as I say, with another salt blank and hopefully... Salah not making us look too bad. Thank you all.